You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Giuseppe Caltabiano. Giuseppe, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you on. Hello, Jeremy. Thank you very much for having me. So we have a great topic today, and we're, we're talking about interactive content. This is something I've been reading about a lot lately, discussing with, with marketers a lot. So let's just start with what we're talking about. What, what is interactive content? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Thank you, Jeremy. Someone said that interactive content is where creativity and data meet. But let me go with the proper definition. Interactive content is any type of content that conveys its message by encouraging user participation, which is why we talk sometimes about content experiences or interactive experiences instead of just interactive content. Now, because of it, the content experience evolve from some kind of passive consumption, which is classic content marketing, to very active consumption and engagement. In addition, if we want to close the loop, interactive content enables marketers to create some kind of dialogue when the reader visits their content. It's, it's a digital dialogue, but still it's a conversation that basically uses the interactive nature of content. Okay. And so an example of this might be like a pretty common example might be like some sort of calculator online that, that calculators, quizzes, to calculate ebooks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But even animated infographics, videos, why not? There are also interactive videos around. So yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, and we're talking about interactive as opposed to static where, where the user is just sort of a passive consumer. That's correct. And that's, in fact, the evolution from uh, from a static kind of content. We move to interactivity, which is the main feature of this new way of creating content. Mm -hmm. So what are what are some benefits of this? You know, I, I assume that creating interactive content is more complicated or at least different. But I'm assuming that it's more complicated, maybe takes more time than creative. You're creating your standard kind of passive static content. So what's the value of interactive content? Why is it worth the effort? Well, let me start with the benefits and then we, we go also to the complexity. There are many benefits, sure. which again are part of the nature of the content. The first is that it may combine content and experiences, interactive content, combine information, but also entertainment, if you think about that. And then the user feel in a way stimulated to consume that content, which include triggers to hold basically their attention. Just to give an example, quizzes, they may require a person to go through all the questions and then at the end they get an answer. And this basically, in a way, entertain, but also hold and engage readers. So, so in a way, the content stops being passive, as we already mentioned, and static and provide some kind of better consumer experience for the audience. Second benefit, increase engagement by definition and because of the interactive nature, this kind of content increases readers' engagement and it keeps the audience engaged for longer time and in a way provide better value to the readers. Third one, get more you can get more feedback as a marketer and data from the users. And just because of the interactivity and the fact that the users play with the, with content. They leave data. They use their data, basically. I mean, if you think about the 
classic content. Probably the only thing you can, I mean, you know from it is how many people have downloaded some stuff, right? Or maybe how many of them are scrolling up to the end of the page. But you don't know exactly if they are reading content. Why with interactivity? You, you can. You can collect data during content consumption, for example. You can identify views. You can identify clicks and different kinds of interaction. Fourth benefit, you achieve a, even brand recognition. I mean, it, it's a, because of its ability to combine creative and old, old school content. You know, we mentioned already that some people consider intera- interactive content as the place where creativity, art, and data meet all together. And finally, last but not least, I mm-hmm. would say optimization of lead generation and conversion rate. There are some studies. I remember one of the last is coming from data metrics, which tell us that interactive content provides two times more conversion than static content. And this is definitely an additional mm. value for for marketers finally your question was also including the, the complexity of uh, of the content in terms of content creation well the, the, the reality is uh, there, there are tools like tools provided by raw content by many other vendors which make our life as a marketer is extremely easy. There is no need of code. You need to understand the logic because some of the interactions happen if other happens. So there is some kind of logic chain between all the elements. But beside that, it is not a complex environment. So the, the tool usually are made for us, for marketers, which are not necessarily coders. So we don't need to code anything. We just need to mm-hmm. add and, and combine elements. Okay. So now, I know you guys produce interactive content for your customers. Right. Give us a couple of examples of projects you've done, what this looks like. Yeah, there, there are many. And, uh, you know, if I think about specific kind of interactive content, immediately some customers come to my mind. For example, infographics, General Electric. They, they use a lot our interactive infographics. Landing pages, I still remember DHL. They created a beautiful interactive DHL for uh, their online services. But probably the one I remember the most is an ebook, actually an interactive ebook, which we built for Hootsuite. Now, the, the case study is very simple. Hootsuite, every year, they release what they call the social media trend report. It's basically an ebook where, I mean, they collect really a lot of information and data about the social trend that have characterized the, the last 12 months. And they release this massive ebook every year. Now, for the first time, one year ago, they started to move from static to dynamic. They created, actually, we created for them a mini site in addition, of course, to the ebook. I mean, you, you can still download the static ebook, but in the end, you can play with the chapters. You can read some chapters. Some of them are free, some others are gated. And each chapter includes a lot of interactive elements. So it's not just, you know, reading an ebook, it's really going through the full story. And for each of the trends you learn, you may want to download templates for the specific trends, you interact directly with the chapters disclosing the trends and so on and so forth. So I I think this was really one of the best examples, in my opinion, of interactivity, first of all, but also how to migrate old classic static content to beautiful, new, interactive and visual kind of content. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned before interactive infographic is one example. What, what is an interactive infographic? What's the interactive part of it? Well, I- infographics are a combination of different visuals and elements. In, in few words, an interactive infographics has 
provide interactivity for many of those elements. So you can click and you can play with those elements. You can open those elements. You can mm. show numbers or data. So that's exactly what inf interactive infographics is. It's a, it's a way to, to play and to interact with data, numbers, visual in, in a form of infographic mm, okay. still. So it's still an infographic, but with the element of interactivity on it. Okay, that's cool. So like you could click on one part of it and it'll open up more information or go that's more in exactly depth on the case. what you're yes. seeing, something like that. Okay. Exactly. Okay. That's pretty cool. So now I have never worked with or designed any kind of interactive content, but I'm intuiting, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, that one of the design principles of interactive content is that it has to be, there has to be enough going on to make it actually engaging and fun for the the person who's interacting, but that there's kind of a limit to that, that if you make it too complicated, it could be off-putting or confusing. So it kind of has to find that middle ground where there's enough to do, but not too much. What do you think? Am I on the right track? You are, Jeremy. And in fact, I, I don't think interactive content works everywhere. I think you, you need to start with your marketing goals, first of all, understand if, you know, increasing engagement and having a, some kind of playful environment is the right thing for your readers. You know, in some cases, you may not need any kind of interactivity. I mean, I'm thinking about technical white papers where maybe there are some technicalities mm. and numbers. You don't really need interactivity over there. I mean, it's, it's already cool as it is. Mm -hmm. But whenever you want to increase engagement, whenever you want to mix, you know, branding elements and the demand generation element, well, in that case, interactive content may be a good choice because it's not just lead gen, it's not just collecting data, mm -hmm. but it's also adding branding elements, branding visual, different kind of visual, different kind of media. So it, it's, a, it's beautiful, mm -hmm. in my opinion, for top of the funnel kind of content. In most of the cases, mm -hmm. like in the example of Hootsuite, also for mid of the funnel, which means the lead generation, you know, generating leads mm -hmm. and capturing data, but for product focused content or eventually for bottom of the funnel content, probably is, is not necessarily required. Mm -hmm. Although I suppose, you know, I can imagine some really cool interactive content for more product focused marketing where you could, and I'm sure some of this already exists, where you can play around with the 3D model of the product, you know, or see it from different angles or even, you know, do that, things with it example. virtually or something no, like that, right. depending on the I've product. so many, depends on the product. And I've seen many examples in, in the last few months, I've seen many examples, even in publishing. I mean, if you think about large ma magazines or newspapers, New York Times and The Guardian, they go with long readings and they use a lot of interactive mm -hmm elements and maps to explain very critical concept, maybe difficult concept, you know, instead of just writing articles, they complement those articles with interactivity. So it's a way to make difficult concept easy to understand and digest. Mm -hmm. So Giuseppe, what's your, what's the main takeaway from our discussion for marketing teams that are intrigued and they see the value and they might want to, you know, dip their, dip their toe into interactive content. What's your advice? Well, it's, it's definitely something to, to explore, in my opinion. There are so many other, you know, content types, of course. There are so many other ways to create content, classic or new ways. The beauty of it is, again, 
the possibility to push branding and demand generation at the same time within the same kind of content. So my suggestion for the marketers is just go and evaluate different possibilities. If you go to the raw content website and you look for interactive experiences, you will immediately find the tools. Investigate, explore, and it's not the only content type, of course. You, you need to mix this with the classic blog posts and articles, but it's definitely one additional way, well, additional way for us marketers, you know, to be used whenever we want to have better engagement or, you know, different kind of readers' engagements. Yeah, well, I I think we're, we're going to probably be seeing more and more interactive content on on websites. I've come across a few kind of randomly. And when I do, it's it's pretty cool. It's like, whoa, there's something different going on here. It's just, it makes an impression, you know, at least That's for now. And then who knows, maybe we'll get to the point where everybody's doing it and it's no longer as cool. And then we'll get the next version of it. It'll be even more interactive. Maybe we'll be in in the metaverse you know, the, who, that's who the, knows. Like, the but, yeah, for, for who now knows? it's going to be, yeah, exactly. I mean, for now it's going to be adopted by many different companies in, in different sectors. Tech is the first, but we have mentioned publishing, mm-hmm. healthcare, insurance. Whenever you have banking, whenever you have dif- different concept to explain, you, you can use interactivity, you know, mm-hmm. to go. And so it, it may work everywhere. So let's see how it will evolve in the next future. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's say a, a year, a couple of years from now, we'll have you back on the show and we'll see, we'll look back and see how things have evolved and changed. But meanwhile, Giuseppe, what's the best way for people to reach you? Oh, you can reach me on LinkedIn. Well, definitely that's the first way or simply look for my name on the raw content blog and you will find a few articles I wrote about content experiences and storytelling. Okay, excellent. Well, we'll put a link to your LinkedIn page in the show notes and to uh, rock content as well. So listeners, check it out. And Giuseppe, thank you so much for a great interview. Really interesting stuff. I think we're we're talking about the future. So uh, thanks for sharing your insights. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me, Jeremy. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.